Thanks very much, Ashley. So a few moments ago, we had a lively discussion on uh, columns. So this whole thing was generated by a column by Vaz Bednar, the founder of Rags to Riches, senior fellow at CIGI and the executive director of McMaster University Master of Public Policy and Digital Society program. And uh, the headline on this thing is, it's time for the government to step in to freeze grocery prices. Vaz Bednar, good morning. Hey, good morning. We had two economists on the show saying you're wrong about this. Yeah, two two economists. The ni- the 70s call, they want their idea back. I think the headline ends up being a little bit misleading. So what I'm putting forward is a, is a little bit more nuanced than that. But we see some interesting examples of time-bound interventions in European markets that sort of said, okay, for a core set of goods, grocery goods that include items for babies and pets, we have to do more to slow price growth, right? Um, and that was France and Greece. Greece sort of started started, uh, started it. And I'm putting it forward as something we should be chewing on in Canada. I mean, we have a federal intervention, right, which is giving people, some people, money, right? We have a, a demand side intervention that says, okay, we recognize the grocery rebate, right? You know, we're going to try to smooth smooth the shock of that for you, but it doesn't do anything for us kind of in the longer time. So, yeah, that's the wild card I'm throwing out. Yeah. Well, I, you really want us to follow Greece in terms of how to run an economy? So Greece, I know it's like the weirdest place to take inspiration from. Side note, they also included olive oil in their frozen basket of goods. Um, but what I what I respect about the intervention is, again, it was time bound. They were responsive, and it addressed a real problem for people. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. With, uh, by time bound, you mean on a certain date this thing will expire? Yeah, they did it for a period of three months to start. Just like Loblaw, right? Froze the no-name items for about three months. It actually felt when I was sort of going back like a pure, you know, an echo, almost mimicry of this. Now, Loblaw's competitors said, actually, this is standard practice for yeah. us. We yeah, usually- they do it every year. Yeah, they're like, okay. oh, we usually do it every year. Why, yeah, it why was are kind you of a marketing thing. Up? It wasn't a real price freeze. It's a marketing thing. Right. So again, why not? I think, I think where we are in Canada is we keep sort of realizing that we're leaving up to entirely private markets items that feel or sectors that feel like they're more for the public good and for people on fixed incomes and lower incomes who are trying to make a go of it their grocery bills really matter now do why would you not then also suggest that something the government could really do is to get rid of the carbon tax because it's driving up the price of everything and canadians are not the people responsible for uh, the problem the carbon tax is supposedly there to mitigate against I mean, there are all sorts of things going on in our marketplaces and groceries are a very complex market as carbon prices are. Um, but again, Greece, uh, when Loblaw froze their prices, that was on something like 1500 or more items. This could be something like 50 items where we just say these core goods, there's always going to be one option on the shelf that is in this kind of price range for people. And what could that do? All of our grocery stores have private label competitors. Maybe, you know, maybe I should go a step further and be more radical and say that we should have we should have a, a state led private label. And that's the low cost competitor. Um, 
yeah, and give you more more topic for your next uh, okay. next roundtable. All right. So here's my question then, Faz Bednar. Yeah. Show me the thing government does so well that you think that they could control the grocery market. I, I mean, the worst landlord in the city is the city of Toronto, for instance. I mean, they're, they're bad at everything other than coming up with regulations. Uh, it, it just it, it boggles common sense to think that the government is capable of, of running a grocery store. Yeah, not an not an entire grocery store. But you know, our marketing boards that we have in Canada, they're everyone sort of hates them. We rail on them all the time. But I was going through and comparing the price increases in Canada to the US over the pandemic. And our price swings were, you know, kept much more in check and less volatile on core goods. I was looking up poultry, eggs, milk, you know, all these just what I do in my spare time. So that sort of gave me a different respect for the marketing boards for all their flaws. Um, and no, I don't think every private market should be replicated uh, by the government, but there could be a unique role for the state here. Again, if Canada is going to uh, at least take the position that we need to be doing more on grocery by this one-time cash infusion to people, that's not a sustainable intervention, right? That doesn't do anything to address these structural issues, and that is a role for public policy. Well, one of the places we have government aggressively involved in uh, in groceries is our supply management system, and that has driven up the price of uh, eggs and dairy and uh, the products that they uh, intervene in. And, and so, once again, the, uh, the problem is the government. Once again, the problem is the government. I mean, I think the problem is us not appreciating the rate of price growth and pricing corporate pricing behavior in certain sectors. There's a piece out from the Bank of Canada yesterday, a staff note that sort of tries to look at greedflation and says, okay, pricing, let's look at pricing margins. When we average all firms in these sectors, you know, there's not a ton of evidence of greedflation. But that's the thing about greedflation. It's not that every firm can necessarily do it. It's about pricing power and market power. And in Canada, we simply don't have the competition in our grocery sector that other places do, including Europe, including the US. So we have that report, Canada needs more competition. We need more competition in the grocery sector. Well, how A, how are we gonna get it? And B, what are we gonna do until we achieve that? All this right. could be something. Okay, well, it's hard to defend the grocery stores because uh, it's not just that profits are up, but profit margins are up, which uh, which makes it look like they are taking advantage of the situation. They've been caught in uh, price fixing, so it's very hard to defend the grocery stores. But we're talking about government intervention here and what government can or should uh, do. And Vaz Bednar is with me, and she's proposing yeah. in the Globe and Mail price controls. But here's what government could do. They could get rid of the carbon tax. They could make it easier for more competition to come in. It would be wonderful if Aldi would show up in uh, Toronto, for instance, and bring in more competition. Uh, but uh, government doesn't seem to want to do the things that will help. They just want to do things like price control because it looks good. But economists will always tell you, as two of them did a few minutes ago on this radio station, price controls don't work. Uh, price, you know, we don't see great evidence from the 70s of them working, and that's when they're, you know, universally applied. Um, yes, I'd love to see a Trader Joe's or an Aldi here at some point. I think that would be fantastic for Canada. And again, back to Loblaw doing that voluntary freeze. Forget for a second that it might have been industry standard. If Canada was talking about, again, that core basket of goods, doing more to slow the rate of price growth, which is actually what I'm getting out of the piece instead of saying, you know, everything has to be a dollar, then we can see that the firms can voluntarily do this for a short period of time 
that's actually pretty powerful, and I think it's a reminder of their reminder of their power. Okay, Something but, but to think about. again, it was a marketing trick. Uh, it was pointed out, and we talked about it here on the show, uh, here on the radio station, that, that yeah. realistically, that's something they do every year. They're very aware of what it costs them for the product and what they're going to do, uh, it, what their pricing will do, because they know how to run a grocery store. Um, you, you know, the, the, the other thing I didn't put in my little list, well, even though I mentioned it earlier, is, is the, the, the supply management that drives up prices. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff government does that makes groceries more expensive than they should be. Well, you know... I'm glad you're calling them grocery stores because there's so much more than that. And we have to keep that in mind too. The grocery, the margins at grocery are slim. It's tough to run a grocery store. That's probably why we haven't seen more new entrants to the marketplace, right? It's really, these are complex, amazing places that we need to be grateful for when we stroll in and there's all types of foods from all over the world. But these grocery stores are also in the case of Loblaw, especially, right? They're pharmacies and they have a telecom arm, right? And they have a tech arm. So there's all these ways they sort of offset um, their their business and sort of change the business. So I, I do think it's just tricky to set them only as grocery stores. Can the government do everything? Does the government do everything that it wants to do well? No. but. We moderate marketplaces in all sorts of ways, not just through the Competition Act, for better or for worse. And we need to be thinking about what tools we have to support people with predictable access to food. That's what I think. Vaz Bednar, thanks very much. Thanks, Jerry. It's 8.15.